0: Christian newscast. Hello and welcome to Premier Christian Newscast, a weekly show where we unpack one big story in the church or Christian world and try to go behind the headlines to understand what's happening, why and what might be coming next. I'm Tim Wyatt. This week we're examining the tragic case of Archie Battersby. As most of you will probably know, 12-year-old Archie was found unresponsive and severely brain damaged at his home in April. It is believed that he had been taking part in some kind of online challenge which went badly wrong. He never regained consciousness and was only kept alive by hospital ventilation and a series of drug treatments. For several months, he had been the subject of a legal tussle between his doctors, who believed he was brain dead and that his life support should be turned off, and his parents, who argued he could recover and fought to keep his life support on. Eventually, the hospital won out, and on Sunday, 7th of August, Archie was removed from life support and died. How did this happen, and what lessons can we learn from the tragedy? That's the topic of this week's newscast. Archie's case had captured the attention of not just the national media but also the Christian world because of his family's faith. Holly Dance, Archie's mother, has spoken often about how Archie wanted to be baptised and the vital role of the hospital chaplain in keeping the family going throughout their ordeal. She recently spoke with Premier's Sophie Drew about Archie's developing relationship with Christianity both before and after his accident
1: since the age of about five, Archie's um been very much for he wants to get christened, he wants to get christened, uh, talking about God, um, what happens when you die, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's uh, I wanted him I actually wanted to get him christened when he was born. I just never got around to it, really. I think back then, you know, I, I struggled as a parent, like financially. And it's just yeah, it's just not something that I'd done, which I wish I would have done it earlier. And then yeah, so Archie's stressed recently, probably about the last eight, nine months or so, every time we go past this particular church in Victoria Avenue, beautiful church, he says, uh, can we go and get christened there one day, mum? And I'm like, Yeah, no, we will. We we definitely will. And then I think a month or so before this accident happened, God quotations kept coming up and I just found them really soothing and just very they just fitted the situation and how I was feeling at the time, it's just like they come up at the right time. And I just found it really like someone's looking down on me. I'm finding this like really comforting um, to the point where I was actually screenshotting and keeping those um, God quotations and Jesus quotations. Um, and like saying about if, if a battle, if it's not your battle, God will take this battle from you until it's ready to be handed back. And that's one of the ones that I screenshotted and I just find it really comforting. And then obviously this accident's happened with Archie and it's the chaplain came in and instantly he's like, Oh, would you like me to pray? I'm like, yeah, I would. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just feel that Archie would love that. And um, we've done that every single day since we've been like been here every day for eight weeks. we just over eight weeks. Um, I also, I asked him about, could actually be baptized here and he said yeah we can yeah so he done that and then I brought the subject up with Tom and Lauren and I just said like how do you feel about all doing it because obviously Archie wanted to do it with me like shall we all do it and straight away they were like yeah definitely so we did we all we all done it on Easter Sunday and yeah it's just I think I've really sort of held on to faith since I've been in here it's and I said something earlier I had an interview earlier and when the reporter was asking about sort of best interests for Archie etc I just brought up the story of um, King Solomon and that the two you had two women that were fighting over this baby claiming that this baby was theirs and I just really I I think that that represents me and the guardian um, in this court case you know the guardian being for Archie's best interests and the fact that these two women were arguing, no, it's my baby, it's my baby. And then King Solomon says, well, I'm going to cut the baby in half and you can both have half each. And the real mother instantly shouted forward, no, no, she can have the baby, you know. And I just feel that that kind of represents me. I don't want no harm to Archie. And the Guardian's quite, made it very strong that in his best interests, his life should be ended. And so on those grounds, I think that, It's quite obvious who is actually representing Archie's best interests, and that's May, his mother.
0: I spoke with Sophie after Archie's death to understand the legal battle between his family and the hospital, and also to try and unpick the crucial role played by Christian Concern via their Christian Legal Centre arm, which had led Archie's various appeals. Well, thanks for joining us, um, Sophie, and uh, really great to have you on the show today because I think you've been covering uh, the story of Archie Battersby quite closely over the last few weeks. Um, for people who haven't been kind of following the twists and turns could you kind of just briefly recap how how we got here uh you know i think it was only a few days ago we record this that archie's life support was turned off but people might be aware vaguely where they've been battling it out in the courts for for a few weeks how did this story begin and, and how do we get here
2: yeah so um archie's mother holly dance found him unconscious in their home in south end in uh, April, and it was—it's believed he was taking part in a challenge on TikTok that uh, resulted in him uh, suffocating himself, and and as a result, he was um, put into an induced coma. And he was in hospital for about eight weeks. By the time the case first appeared in the high court, uh, doctors and nurses have been doing various tests in that time uh, before they approached the family to say that they believe the life support should be turned off, which. Holly Dance and Paul Battersby, his parents um, and, and his wider family, they weren't happy with that result at all. So they took the case to the high court uh, where they were told essentially that that he was legally ruled brain stem dead. So they appealed the sentence successfully. Case went back to the high court. Unfortunately, the same result. They said legally the doctors can turn off the life support so they went to appeal for a third time before it was um the case was sort of blocked from the high court so after that they went to the european court of human rights they went to the united nations they did absolutely everything they could to try and push this case um for another opinion just to just you, you, with various aims in the start to have his life support stay on permanently until because they strongly believed he was going to get better. So they, they wanted his life support to stay on to give him more time to recover. Then sort of in more recent days when they realised perhaps that that wasn't going to be successful, they they wanted him moved into a hospice so that, that they could spend time with him in his last few days outside of a hospital setting. Um, and then that was rejected as well because the the trust, St Bart's Trust, ruled that was too dangerous for him to be moved Um, considering the condition that he was in. So it's been a very, very turbulent few weeks for this family. Um, But from the Christian side of things, there's a very interesting story there about Archie. He's 12 years old, um, but he was a huge fan of boxing. And I don't know if you're a fan of boxing, but obviously a lot of these boxers will talk a lot about their Christian faith. Uh, and 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 giving glory to God when they win. and for him, that was something that he really started to resonate with. So whenever him and his mum used to drive past this church in Essex, he used to say, "Mum, can I be christened?" And his mum is a Christian. Uh she wanted to get him christened when she was when when she first had him, but there were various things going on that that led to that not happening. but uh, Eventually, you know, this was a boy that became really invested in Christian faith. He saved up all his pocket money to buy a St. Christopher's uh, ring and a, a crucifix necklace. And, you know, he was really into it. And when he had his accident and he was put into an induced coma this year on Easter Sunday, whilst he was on his life support, the hospital chaplain managed to baptize him. And then the following day, his mother and his brother and sister all were baptized as well so that's sort of both the the medical angle and the the Christian story that that ties in there of, of essentially what happened
0: thanks that's really helpful uh, and what's the role of the Christian legal Center here uh, I mean people might have read that they're kind of are they simply kind of providing the lawyers or or is they are they kind of shaping the family's kind of strategy in the courts as well
2: um yeah, so they've sort of taken control of this this whole case. They have been dealing with the the PR aspect. I mean, a lot of people will have seen Holly Dance um, and and sometimes Paul Battersby, the father, on the news speaking about how they feel in this case and, and imploring the courts to change their minds for appeals, etc. For for just help, calling on MPs, whatever they can, and and that media, um, organized was all organized by the. Uh, Christian concern, the Christian Legal Centre. Um, they also had the the lawyers that fought for the family. Just the whole everything that sort of surrounded the case that was dealt with by them.
0: Mm. And is their connection because the the kind of Batterspies are, or at least Archie himself, are kind of Christians or exploring exploring faith? Is do you know if that's how that that connection was made?
2: I mean, I I believe so, but they. I believe so, but they have done similar cases in the past. This is something that Christian Concern are invested in because of their beliefs surrounding right to life. These are the kind of cases that they are generally looking to get involved in. And even when they're not involved in them, supporting them, things like that, they, they do a lot of press conversations around these sorts of issues. Um, so I'm not sure who approached who, but uh, it's definitely the sort of case I would have expected them to have got involved in from the start.
0: Mm-hmm. I wanted to come back to, back to that because it definitely seems like there's kind of more and more of these cases are kind of hitting the courts and the headlines with often with Christian concern involved. But um, I, when I was I was briefly reading reading some of the kind of summaries of the judges' rulings and, and, and in the end the court, the repeated judges repeatedly said that it was in Archie's best interests for his life support to be turned off so he could die. Um, some people might kind of raise an eyebrow about that, about how it could ever be in a child's best interest to die. do you have any kind of uh, any explanation about how the law works in this area and, and what the kind of case how, how the judge came to that conclusion?
2: Yes. So I have I have actually read the reports and I I mean I personally don't actually recommend reading them. Um they aren't they aren't very nice to read if in all honesty it is a horrible and incredibly tragic case. But essentially the judge was presented with medical evidence, and then obviously Christian Concern presented it from the family's point of view of their Christian beliefs, the right to life, you know, all the things that we have spoken so many times about in the last few weeks in the media. Um, but there is a line at the end of the first court case where Justice Arth- Arbuthnot says, I believe that the medical evidence outweighs. Archie's Christian beliefs in this instance, you know, that's not verbatim, but is essentially she she uses the term outweighs. Um, I think it came down to, you know, to two opposing points of view. Um, And obviously I can't I can't comment on uh, what mine was, but when you you read the report, it's very clear that there's two very opposing sides in this in this debate that the judge had to navigate
0: hmm so i suppose what we're really what we're really kind of looking at is, is an argument which says the christian beliefs of of archie himself potentially that he that because there was evidence introduced that, suggested that he he would he would not want life support to be turned off obviously we can't ask him now but but from conversations he'd had with his with his family in the past and and his kind of Christian convictions versus the kind of hospital arguing, irrespective of his wishes or his religious convictions, that there is no prospect of recovery and his condition is going to is going to get worse and worse. He's brainstem dead already, and therefore the kind of mechanical ventilation is simply keeping him alive for no purpose and and, and actually it's but it's better for him to, to allow him to die is that fundamentally the kind of the, the yeah. legal argument at stake
2: yeah so essentially you know there are as well as archie's sort of very clear christian beliefs and the christian beliefs of the family there were conversations that archie had with his brother for example that are cited where he uh you, you know as many of us have had these horrible morbid conversations where you say if i was on a life support you know would you turn me off would I want to be turned off what would I want in that situation which is a horrible conversation to think of but I'm sure many of us have have had them Mm. um he said to his I think his brother Tom said I would want my life support to be turned off I wouldn't want to to live a life where I couldn't essentially do anything for myself um and Archie said no I wouldn't want mine to be turned off because I'd want to find a way to come back and hug my mum something along those lines um and and during the case that is something that that was brought up is that Archie specifically said in this instance he would want his life support to stay on but when you read the medical evidence as well you know the doctors obviously make a case based on a lot of evidence to suggest that he was not going to get better and that was the medical beliefs he, there, there were fears that he was going to go into cardiac arrest very soon. He was struggling to hold on to food and things like that. He was losing a lot of weight. There were fears that I think among medical staff that essentially as horrible as it is that that they were prolonging what was an inevitable death and that it was going to be more painful if they didn't turn off the life support. However, obviously the Battersby family and, and so many people around you know, people at premier were praying for a miracle here um and arguing that only god can give or take a life um and, and so obviously that is the christian perspective on it
0: premier christian newscast premier christian newscast It is clear that throughout her ordeal, Holly Dance has felt drawn towards a faith that was perhaps under the surface before the tragedy struck. Speaking to Sophie before her legal appeals were finally exhausted and when Archie remained on life support, she said that she believed God was deeply involved in the case
1: thinking, what is the positive to come out of this negative, awful situation? And I just feel like, because Archie is an elite gymnast, because he's an MMA fighter, because he's got a fighting spirit, he's an extremely healthy, fit child. And I just feel sometimes like maybe Archie was actually chosen to go through this because he is strong, and he was strong enough to hold out as long as he has while we've gone through this whole court process and I've I've got to witness what goes on with children within this hospital and that it seems to be quite a reoccurring thing and I just I find it really sad that these children are losing their lives and I just think maybe Archie is the one that could possibly change that and going through this situation he I just feel he's been chosen to do that I'm not shocked whatsoever by the um, court's judgment. I saw it coming. I think it was quite obvious the court was going to side in favour of the hospital from day one. Um, I don't think we've had a very fair hearing or very like good chance. Or, well, we just haven't had a good experience with the court from day one, really. Everything's gone in the hospital favour. Everything that we've said that we don't want, they've overread that and gone in favour of the hospital. So, yeah, I'm not shocked. I'm quite disgusted how what I would say my son's death sentence um, was delivered. It was handed down via an email, which I find highly insensitive.
2: You talked there about uh, the case and, and the, the verdict earlier this week. And, and you've said you're going to appeal. Um, what is it that keeps you fighting?
1: I know he's in there. And I, I I just feel very strongly as a mother, my gut is telling me not to give up. And it's not just a... I've given up on things before because it's just an it's the gut feeling's not there, you know. So I'm not one of these that just holds on to hope for the sake of it. But I do, I really do go with my gut because it's never let me down. Um, and I strongly believe in my gut that he's still there. He just needs time to heal. That's it. That's all I'm asking for is time. Give him time. Eight weeks isn't long enough.
2: I'm sure there are so many people who want to help the best they can. When it comes to the appeal, how are you funding that?
1: OK, so we've got the Just Giving. Uh, we've got a GoFundMe page, which is more for medical things or anything that's sort of to do with Archie and family. Um, however, we're keeping those for any medical um, procedures or anything that we could possibly be offered or any help. We've got a Just Giving page which we're trying to sort of promote a bit more um, with regards to the legal fees. How can we
2: be praying? What? How can our listeners be praying for your family for Archie? What are the things that we can sort of be putting to God?
1: Um, just to put a healing prayer over him, really. One of the one of the prayers that the chaplain puts over Archie is um, basically re give charge to. Um, those while they sleep, you know, that pray for Archie, that he heals. Um, just that God now, he's been with God all this time. It's time to hand him back to us. You know, we've been in God's waiting room, if you like, for some weeks now. And I just, I just feel it's time for Archie to come back.
0: Archie's case is sadly only the latest in a long line of legal battles in which doctors have tried to allow a deeply ill child to die and their parents have fought them through the court to try and stop it. In 2017, Charlie Gard, a baby born with a rare genetic disorder which caused brain damage and muscle failure, was the subject of a series of court hearings over whether he should be allowed to die or should instead be given a new experimental treatment. The courts all ruled in favor of the hospital, and he died shortly after life support was withdrawn. The following year saw the even more contentious case of Alfie Evans. Doctors looking after the one-year-old, who was also born with a rare degenerative neurological disorder, sought permission to withdraw his life support, after concluding he was now in a semi-vegetative state. His brain had been almost entirely destroyed by seizures, and keeping him alive was contrary to his own best interests. This was resisted by his parents, who, as with Archie Battersby, sought the help of the Christian Legal Centre. Despite every court ruling against them and in favour of the hospital, Alfie's family and Christian concern led a sustained campaign for him to be released from the NHS hospital in Liverpool, which was looking after him, and instead flown to Italy for treatment by the Vatican Specialist Children's Hospital. The Pope weighed in himself, as he had done on the Charlie Gard case a year before, but to no avail, and in the end Alfie's life support was removed and he died shortly afterwards. As Sophie mentioned earlier, Christians have played really important roles in both the Alfie Evans story and Archie Battersby, with many arguing that God, not the NHS or a judge, should be the one who decides when a child dies. But others have criticised the role of the Christian legal centre in these controversies. The group came in for particularly heavy criticism by one judge who oversaw a hearing on Alfie Evans after one of the group's legal advisers, Pavel Stroilov, wrote a submission arguing Alfie's parents could launch a private prosecution against his doctors for conspiracy to murder, a prospect that was dismissed by the judge as fanatical and deluded. Christian Concern have also been attacked by Alfie's family's former lawyer who told The Times the grieving parents had been exploited by pro campaigners who quote, pick on the vulnerable, the easy prey, and once Alfie's case was over, would no doubt find another cause to piggyback onto for the wrong reasons. I talked to Sophie again to try and understand why we were seeing more and more of these tragic cases of dying children and their parents at loggerheads with the doctors, and also what role Christian Concern was playing. You mentioned earlier that 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 this is not the first time, for example, that the Christian Legal Center have been kind of central to one of these cases. People might recall the case a few years ago of Alfie Evans. Slightly different, I think he was a very young baby who had been born with some some uh, very serious condition, which the doctors again argued there was no prospect of recovery, and and it was kinder uh, and more dignified to kind of turn off life support and allow him to die. And the parents fought that again through the through the courts. Um, I don't know if you have any insight are these cases kind of increasing in frequency or are they just are they just getting more kind of attention from the press because it feels like there's been a whole string of them in recent years
2: to, I honestly I don't know the statistics off the top of my head but it seems to be an issue that if it's not becoming more frequent it's becoming more prevalent if that makes sense it's something that people are becoming more and more invested in when these cases do happen um it's yeah like I say it's it's if it's not something that's happening more um which i obviously very much hope it isn't um it is something that that the media everybody you know the the readership etc everybody is becoming a lot more interested in this debate it it it's a you know and it echoes other debates happening elsewhere on right to life and things like that which is perhaps why they're becoming people are becoming more interested in them I i'm not really sure but yeah
0: I think it probably also reflects how effective kind of campaigners and communicators Christian concern are, in that as you say, they're not simply a bunch of lawyers, but actually they're very effective at kind of marshaling their case and, and grabbing the attention of, of the news media um, to to make the case that that their lawyers are making in court on the court steps, you know, and 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 I think, you know, the, the law about, you know, the child's best interests, which kind of generates these conflicts with parents when parents wishes are against it has been in place since 19 the 19 late 1980s it's not a new kind of concept but I I wonder if in the past when parents disagreed there may not have been such an obvious avenue a group like Christian Concern which can fund legal cases and present uh, you know a PR case effectively to the media Uh, and so perhaps we just didn't hear about them as much
2: absolutely and also i mean there is one big elephant in the room when it comes to things like this these days and that is social media you know social media is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and and the ability to to draw in an audience and to to tell your side of the story and to get people on board with how how you think and you know often to get on un- opinions you don't want as well unfortunately that power is becoming more and more prevalent not just for christian concern but holly dance archie's mum has been posting a lot on facebook on social media she's been having live prayer meetings every single day when people would tune in and they would all pray for archie so you know this a lot of this has been driven by by social media um and a, a lot of the t- attention around it and a lot of people wouldn't you know i know a lot of people that don't necessarily actively tune into the news every day but they will get their news through social media etc so you know as social media becomes bigger inevitably those huge big news stories of which this is a huge story um and a story that people have opinions on which you know those are always the ones that go that go biggest on social media um inevitably this this was going to be a a debate where people were going to get very invested and there was going to be a lot of hurt on both sides i think
0: Mm. And just lastly, then, you mentioned that, you know, this is clearly an issue which Christians are very engaged on, not just Christian concern, but Christians in general, and many people are praying about it and feel it ties in with kind of broader campaigns about right to life or or opposing assisted suicide. I guess the flip side is there are plenty of other Christians, as you know, who actually don't share that view and and think that the issue of kind of euthanasia of, of an elderly person is quite separate to withdrawing life support from someone who is brain dead and can never recover do you think there is concern that potentially uh kind of christian concern are 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 almost um dominating the the kind of news landscape and presenting it as though this is the christian perspective when actually as you know the church is full of different opinions on these quite tragic cases
2: uh uh yeah i mean i guess i guess that could be an issue um the catholic church have actually come out today and they've said you know, uh, they've made a statement about the case of Archie Battersby where they said more mediation needs to happen between courts and families to make sure that conflicts like this, where it just keeps going back to the court and the family feel very much like they are they are victims in this mm. sort of onslaught, um, that that just cannot happen ever again. Um, so, you know, it's not just Christian concern. There are, you know, the Catholic Church of England and Wales now saying a similar thing. Um, but yeah, no, I mean... In every issue, we're going to have, you know, it, nothing's ever black and white. There are shades of grey. Every Christian is going to have a different opinion on various different things. Um, so, so I think that is sort of inevitable. Um, and I, and I know there are Christians that will say, you know, the the opposite of what um, perhaps Christian concern would say. But I think, you know, that that happens with sort of everything, doesn't it? That's that's a, something that. Even, you know, we had the Lambeth Conference last week, even within the same church denomination, we can't all agree on the same thing, let mm. alone, you know, all Christians across the world on on one particular issue. So inevitably, I think that is probably something that is happening.
0: Definitely. I thought it was quite moving reading um, Archie's parents' statement after he, he did die. Um, and they said, they said, this, we want something good to come out of this tragedy. And the horrendous experience we've been put through by the system. No parent nor family must go through this again. We've been forced to fight a relentless legal battle by the hospital trust while faced with an unimaginable tragedy. We were backed into a corner by the system, stripped of all our rights, and have had to fight for Archie's real best interests and the right to live with everything stacked against us. And I think, as you said, it's interesting quoting what the Catholic Church in England and Wales say. I think. I think the NHS would probably agree that actually this is this is no no one's won here. This isn't this is no one's had a victory here. You know there are grieving parents who've lost their child. Uh, there are and and the hospital doctors have had to you know come go make you know come back to court on numerous occasions and make evidence and 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 really what what everyone I think on all sides of the discussion should be aiming for is a way to resolve these conflicts in the hospital itself, just doctors and parents and no need to drag judges. Judges and and court through the whole process again.
2: Yeah, and that is so. I spoke to Holly Dance a few weeks ago, and that is something that she said to me is that there, they she felt as though um, it's like the the story in the Bible where the the mother is is fighting for her child, and and she's fighting so hard that they're going to end up hurting the child because they've caught them in the middle, and that everyone's pulling at an arm and a leg or whatever. And she said. That's how I feel at the moment. Is that the harder I pull, perhaps the more he's going to get hurt, or or I just don't. She just didn't know what to do. Um, but she she had this this firm belief that Archie was going to get better. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's just it's such a sad case. It's so so hard to think about because, like you say, there is there is no winner here. Um, and and there were people even within you know it's not necessarily. Christians against the medical profession like you say there are Christians that that felt differently and there there were medical professionals that also felt differently nobody has won um, and and everyone was arguing for the best interests of somebody who couldn't say what they wanted Um, so it's the kind of case where we will never know what was in his best interest in the end.
0: that's it for this week's episode of Premier christian newscast we'll be back next monday morning and to make sure you receive each week's show sent straight to your phone or tablet make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using if you're enjoying the podcast please could you give us a rating and a review on your app this really helps us spread the word about the show thanks for listening and see you next time Premier christian newscast